Hey guys, Bryce here from Flex Cortex. All content on the Flex Cortex podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not a substitution for medical advice from a qualified health professional. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. happening guys welcome to this week's episode of flex cortex today i'm speaking with michael patella mike is a fellow prescript level one coach he is also the owner of common original listen in as we talk about developing your brand and how to direct your content towards your audience and your potential audience on social media if you want to check him out on his personal instagram it is at it's michael franco so i-t-s underscore m-i-c-h-a-e-l underscore franco he also has a business account, which is common original. So at C-O-M-M-X-N underscore original. He also has a podcast and the podcast is called Rebel Radio, where they cover anything from fitness to business to branding. A lot of great content put up by him on a regular basis. So please feel free to check that out too. And I'm sure you guys will enjoy that. But thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoy. So how long have you actually been in the fitness space for? So I've been in the fitness space now for, uh, I want to say 15 years, but we're probably coming up on like 16 years. So I started when I was 19. So yeah, so I'm turning 36 in April. So yeah, we're looking at like 16 years now. Um, 16 years? Yeah, as a, as a trainer. Did you, like before that, was there a certain reason that you got into fitness? Were you into sports when you were younger? Yeah, so I guess like, yeah, I guess if you want my backstory, I, um, I remember back in like grade school, I was like the chubby Italian kid. And like, mm-hmm. kind of got bullied, and I feel like, I feel like getting bullied was a really good thing. Yeah, I, I'm sure now it, it's gotten pretty bad with the social media stuff, but like back in the day when when we were growing up, like, yeah, we got bullied like everybody else. But I got teased a lot um, for being chubby, and so like, you know, grade eight came around. I think more so in grade nine. Like, I still played sports like through like um, like grade school, but in grade nine. Um, I remember like joining uh, the soccer team uh, for my high school, uh, the volleyball team. And I really got into working out when I was like 15, so like around grade nine. And I just kind of like enjoyed just like the training aspect and the fitness part, mostly because I wanted to like lose weight. So I kind of like lost some weight through my high school years um, and I wasn't so chubby. Um, And then that kind of led me down a path of, of saying like, hey, like I love sports. I've always been like a sports guy. I really enjoyed biology in in um, in high school, so I'm like, hey, like, what programs are out there? And then, like, uh, a human kinetics program at the University of Windsor popped up on like the guidance counselor core stuff that that we were doing, and I'm like, well, this kind of seems interesting. It kind of meshes sports and biology and all that stuff, so I applied for that. And then, uh, you know, so when I was going to university, I got a PT job at the university campus rec. Um, at their facility there. And, and so I was training like some varsity athletes, but mostly like gen pop students um, before I graduated. So I was there for about four years training at the university gym. And then like the rest is history. Like kind of just got it. I just, I'm like, I either get a job like everybody else or I go into a master's program or I just continue this as a career at the age of like 20, what, 21 when I graduated. So I'm like, and then the rest is history. I think every story starts off with someone being chubby or being way too skinny yeah yeah I, I, I mean like that's the reason why people get into fitness especially early on right like i'm sure down the like right now it's not about that even though aesthetics is still part of my vibe like now it's it's there's a whole host of benefits that that you get from lifting than just your aesthetics right but yeah early on it was all about like not not getting ch- losing the bitch tits as i say <laughs> uh hold on a second yeah, am, I, yeah. am i allowed to swear in this podcast yeah you're good all right cool you're good yeah, <laughs> so, yeah should i should have asked yeah, no, it's uh, it's interesting because for me, I actually, I started like training kind of when I was like 15, 16, but I actually was not good at biology. Like I found biology like stupid boring. Okay. But then as soon as I was able to like relate it to fitness though and relate it to like PT, then I started to find like it more interesting and find yeah. it more applicable. But initially I wasn't like, I didn't think that that was the route that I wanted to go with it, but it's uh, it's kind of cool. I was actually about to ask about your educational background anyway so you went to the university and that was like a like a four-year bachelor yeah it was a four-year bachelor of human kinetics and the the program here is actually pretty sweet i i loved it man it was one of one of my favorite things to do here in windsor i guess for school because i'm not a big school guy 
but like the, yeah. the university was a really sweet uh, time for me from like a, a social aspect, but also from like an educational aspect. Um, and it was like your first two years was just like general where it was like you took uh, some science, some like sociology type. So like it would be like psychology of sport, sociology of sport, but then also like human physiology, exercise phys. So you dabbled on both streams of human kinetics. And then yeah. in your third year, you got to choose either one or two streams. It was either you get into like movement science, which is like the physiology, the biomechanics, all like the nerdy science stuff, or you can get into like the, um, like the, they called it sport management side where like, if you wanted to work for like, you know, um, um, hockey Canada or like the Olympics you'd, or like more management style stuff, you'd go towards that route. So I, I obviously chose the movement science route because I just loved like yeah. the neuroscience, the biomechanics, all that stuff. Um, so it was a really sweet deal, man. Like it was, it was awesome. It gave me the foundation to sort of, step off of it wasn't really like i mean like you i'm sure you know this too like you need actual courses like prescript to really teach you how to mesh everything together and like yeah human kinetics was more of like a foundation of like hey anatomy physiology um like metabolism which you all need for other courses so it was a good like foundation for me yeah i would say same thing kind of like with nate because i did the i think a two-year pt diploma there cool so probably like very similar like it gives you the like the foundation to actually know how to train and actually have the physiology side of it and have like the anatomy kind of down to a point because obviously you know how important anatomy is mm -hmm. for just like a general pt just knowing how the how the body actually moves and how the body works um but then obviously just branching off of that as kind of you find your as you find your niche and who you want to work with right? yeah and i feel like the program that you went to was probably more hands-on practical right yeah. Yeah. See, whereas like with human connects, it was all theory, and, and we and we did have like um like certain courses that that were called like practice theory and analysis of whether it was a sport or even like uh, we had one that was um uh it was lab based uh for like uh like we did like the VO two max test we did like all, all all the fitness testing there and so we got to yeah. dabble in that stuff but yeah a, a lot of it was mostly theory. And we never really had the practical. I think now it's a little bit different here. I think they've changed it up a little bit. But, but when I went, it was a lot more theory than practical. Yeah, we had a mix. We had um, like a mixture of a lot of theory stuff. Like that was all our classwork. And then a lot of our um, lab stuff was hands-on, right? Like I remember doing like VO2 max testing, Wingate. I remember doing... Oh, dude, the Wingate's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I remember doing like thermogenesis training. Like we did um, like a run in like winter gear. Okay, cool. And then we were just seeing like how the body actually like under under like extreme circumstances how the body will like release heat so like you would take off like a glove halfway through and like take off your other glove halfway through to see how much heat you actually lose through your hands wow. so it was a kind of a cool experiment but like most people threw up oh yeah because you're running in like a toque you know a winter coat um boots but then it kind of shows how a lot of people have to train like you know like certain unique populations right like firefighters mm -hmm. when they're actually in full gear like they're probably in a sense doing like thermogenesis training right oh yeah for sure I, I can't even imagine having to run in like like military boots or whatever even like firefighter boots yeah and like all that stuff is cool to have but i'm sure you already know too that you don't really use much of it with people that you actually work with like no. most people don't care about their vo2 max testing unless they're like a collegiate level athlete and for whatever yeah. reason they want to know where they're at starting with you but most of them are just like how do i move or hey i want to lose weight it's like and, and you don't really use more like you probably use what like 50 percent of what you know or maybe even less like especially with like yeah. gen pop you don't need all the fancy stuff it's good to know because you'll have a bunch of other stuff to kind of work through but for the most part people just need like basic movement teach them how to like use their body and then they're pretty good like you don't need the fancy stuff it's good to know yeah. but like it's it's rarely used it's just a matter of kind of like honestly getting them to get them off their ass it's like okay like how much experience do you have with training how active are you currently and then just kind of get an idea of like their injury history and like their exercise history and that's honestly like a good place to start and then i'm not really sure what you're like this is a little bit off i didn't plan to go with this route, but it's okay like your intake process is like but Mine's changed quite a bit. It's more just like the movement side now. It's not so much like let's do a wall angel or let's do like let's do a breath test. It's more just like how do you move and actually walk in like in space and time, right? Yeah, like it, it, like my my like my intake assessment has gotten probably more streamlined as I've gotten more experience and and like 
like yeah, doing table tests is good. And sometimes like I'll do it randomly if I feel like they need it or if I feel like they have like some certain issues. But for the most part, it's like just having them walk in the door, having them like just go through their first session allows me to understand, yeah. oh, like their breathing pattern is this, their movement is like I, I can pinpoint exactly what they need just off of seeing them move, even just having them walk. So it's, yeah. it's more streamlined now as opposed to making it this like convoluted clinical setting. I mean, I'm not a clinician, right? So like, why would I act like a physiotherapist or a chiropractor when it's not out of my scope of practice? So I try to keep it within my scope. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, you're assessing them kind of on a weekly basis anyways, like as you work with them and as you see them progress, you're, you're putting them through a progression scheme to see how their body reacts to it. Right. Yeah. And like you're almost auto regulating for them based off of just your interaction with them right so like a lot of our i mean i'm not sure about you but like a lot of my clients which is gen pop they're busy they have families they're stressed so it's like me just asking them how do you feel today do you feel stressed are you exhausted how was your sleep that allows me to auto regulate for them so yeah so i bet you like are a bunch of your people that are on like your rebel series a lot of them are probably gen pop eh? yeah so mostly gen pop you know but like i'm i'm trying to bridge the gap between like gen pop that also want to learn how to how to like barbell lift and how to like yeah increase their ability in the gym versus just like hey let me just lose weight it's more about hey like can we have you perform while you're also looking to like get shredded build some muscle and whatever that stuff is right so i I try i try to bridge that gap yeah we'll also get them to their goals but also teaching them stuff that they can take yeah yeah and and i guess the way i bridge that gap is like with the branding side of things right like I, if, if I want to train a certain way or, or want to have a certain vibe when I train, then like there's got to be people that want that same vibe. So like I love the science aspect, but I get amped up to do the science stuff when I know that there's like a really cool brand behind it. I, I just kind of like I, I'm very like feelings based more so than like data driven. Yeah, I guess that, to tie it back in with what we were talking about before then. Um, so you worked in the university gym, like you mentioned, right? Yeah. How long were you actually there? And also, was that your only job before opening your own thing so yeah so that's a good question so um i got i got in the door i think i was in my second year university when i started training um at the university gym so i was there for about four years training i do like i made all kinds of mistakes i mean like i got like can fit pro on a weekend because that's what you needed so like i got i got that um and i just trained there for four years and 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 at that time when i graduated i was like do i do i do I get my at first I was thinking about getting a master's in exercise phys because I just loved it so much. But I'm like, well, what kind of job am I gonna get with an exercise phys master's? Yeah, it's it's good on 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 an education level, but what like what am I, am I gonna be a professor? Probably not. Um, so I'm yeah. like, I'm yeah. like, let me see what kind of PT jobs there are. So when I graduated, um, this big fancy gym was was opening up, it was being built um in in our city, and it was like one of the first times our city got like a really fancy gym it was it was um uh, it wasn't corporate it was it was um um it was owned by like a local person that had a bunch of money and they put like 10 mil into this location that was like state-of-the-art um you know at the time this was going back 2009 so like the 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 membership was like 70 bucks and at that time 70 bucks was like expensive for for a gym membership people didn't understand it but i'm like i'm like sweet like i'm gonna apply to this job so I got a job as a PT there in 2009 for about three years. So I so I went from university to this like fancy ritzy state of the art facility um, for about three years, um, and then I'm like, man, this kind of blows. Like I wasn't making any money. It was a 60 40 split. Um, I was a young punk. I'm like, man, like I'm not I'm not excited to be here. And I always dabbled about having my own spot since I was at the university. And I, I was always talking I'm like, man, like I want my own gym one day. So then I was seven years in as a PT. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, if I'm going to do my own schedule, I'm doing my own marketing. I have to get my own clients here anyways. Why don't I just do it for myself? So that's when I opened my first spot um, in 2012. And it was literally 1,400 square feet. It was more of like a private um, sort of like one-on-one group training um, atmosphere, um, yeah. but mostly private. Um, and, I, and, it, and it was named uh, Sweat Personalized Training Solutions. And at that time, I called, and that's a fucking big mouthful, right? Like personalized training <laughs> solutions, and yeah. and uh, and so I was there for about three years at that location. And then at that point, I'm like, okay, hey, like 
I've always had a dream of having like the big warehouse facility. So it's just like uh, Joe DeFranco, right? Like I was, I was a DeFranco disciple. Like I loved all of the shit that he did uh, with his warehouse. I'm like, I need a warehouse like Joe DeFranco. So I, I ended up getting a 5,000 square foot facility in, in, in an industrial park. It was fucking legit. Um, and that's when like I went from having a small little studio which was more private to more of like a group training, semi-private atmosphere. But then like I bought all the rogue equipment. I made it look super cool. Um, and I was there for about s- five, six years before I moved to this location right here. So like I've jumped. And, and when I went from my small 1400 uh, uh, square foot location to my 5,000, I did a bit of a rebrand. So like I went from sweat personalized training solutions to now sweat fitness and performance. I also changed my logo, but I still kept the sweat name. Um, and, and it was more of a like a, a performance gym that had like Gen Pop members come in and we had, you know, unlimited classes, like strength conditioning classes, right? So we'd have like our PTs yeah. and, and it, it was sweet, man, because I had like three full-time trainers. I was hands-off from the training and I was just kind of doing the business. And at that point, I was like, man, like I want like two, three locations, but it got really heavy into the business side and it was just stressful, man. It's like we were making a ton of money coming in, but then that money that was coming in, I had to give it to salaries, which is fine, right? Because I'm paying my, my guys, but it's like, like, where's the profit? Like I thought I was supposed to make millions by now. And it was just a tough thing to swallow, like between payroll taxes and the business side. It was just, it was tough, man. So I, so I kind of let that go and I moved to this spot uh, in 2019, just before the pandemic hit. And then you've been at that one since then, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I'll probably stay here, and I probably won't. I mean, I should say I shouldn't say never, but I'll probably I'll probably be here for a while. So, what made you want to rebrand? Obviously, like I think we both know, and like this is something that I actually didn't know, even opening my own business either, was like your brand is a lot more than just a logo. And I think a lot of people just think that it's just a logo and that you kind of just like have your brand that you just leave it and it just doesn't change. But obviously with you having your rebrand, um, what made you actually want to change from sweat to. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's like, it, I, I'm a very like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like I'm, I'm a very like quick decision maker when it comes to certain things, maybe not my pizza toppings, but, but like when it comes to business, I'm pretty like, I don't need anybody's input. It's like, I got it. I just know it's in my gut. So, uh, I, I guess for a long time, I guess when I started, so actually I'll say this story. Like I remember when I was starting my business plan for like my very first location and I was working with a mentor of mine, uh, and we spent like a good year before opening up with like my business plan to make sure everything was was good. But I remember having a dream, even before like, this was like 2011. I can still see it in my in my brain. I had this fucking like dream of having this really cool facility that had a certain vibe. But when I woke up, I couldn't I couldn't describe the vibe that I felt in that dream. Yeah. And I okay. and I was always like, man, like this is the vibe I want. I want this vibe, and I've always wanted this like big global impact and with every rebrand with every business coach that i hired with every new program that i put in i just couldn't get it with sweat and 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 dude man like like sweat was legit like like our members loved it it was it was one of the top ones in my city here in windsor and like it was like really good man like and, and i'm biased but like it was really good but it still wasn't what i felt in my gut and in my heart so then i moved to this location and i i i just I tried making sweat work and I, it, it was working. It was fine. But then the pandemic hit and that, and, and out of, out of all this pandemic shit, the one thing that came about was it gave me a sense of like freedom to just sleep in, uh, catch up on, on myself. Cause I was working 5am to 8pm every fucking day training and coaching that it's like, I don't have time for myself. So I, I got time to sleep in, get some, some, some yeah. sleep. I ended up breaking up with my ex right when the pandemic hit. So I had to move back home with my parents. I just went through this whole transformation again. And I remember going through the motions with the lockdowns and like doing zoom workouts and trying to make sweat still a thing for my members. But like after the second lockdown, I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm just, I'm sick of it. I'm bored of it. Sweat had no meaning. And when, when I announced to my members that I was no longer doing classes, a lot of them got upset. And a lot of them, thought that I didn't like them, but it was more so that I didn't like what I was creating 
but I loved the members. I loved that interaction. Yeah. It yeah. just wasn't what I wanted. I'm like, man, like I'm at a point now where we ended up losing 90% of our revenues. So I was like, if I'm going to do a switch, it's going to be now because I can't rebrand when I have 200 members doing a certain program here, or a certain type of service. So it's like, this is the, this is like my last chance, not last chance, but it's like my golden ticket to say either I quit and say, fuck it. Or I say, why aren't I chasing exactly what I see in my head and, and in the vision? So I spent six yeah. months with, and, and, and like, I love being creative. I love branding. I love like Photoshopping and I'm, I'm just very artistic. But I didn't. Yeah. I didn't want to do it myself. I'm like, I need someone who knows how to pull out all the information from my brain and bring it out to life. I'm very good at the big vision stuff, but I'm very bad at the like the minuscule task oriented stuff. So, like, I'm not good with bookkeeping or accounting or like strategic planning. I'm good at the visionary stuff. So, I spent six months with my guys, and they were awesome, man. And like, it was just like questionnaires and surveys and just the meetings where they took out information from me and we just chatted like we're chatting right now and they came up with it themselves they're like hey based off of what you said this is what we came out from like mission statement to like our strategies our services our target audience and like i looked i'm like dude i'm like this is exactly what i have in my brain and at the time i didn't I didn't expect to change the name. At first I thought like, I'm like, Hey, we'll just keep sweat. I'm like, it's, I've already used it. Just maybe spruce yeah. up the logo. And then when we, when we sat down for a meeting, the guys were like, Hey man, like, you know, as we're going through this journey, we're noticing that sweat fitness and performance doesn't fit anymore. It just doesn't fit the vibe of what we've created. Are you open for a name change? I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, yeah, I'm down for that. Um, and they're the ones that proposed common and like, the logo design and everything, man. And I'm like, it just, I'm like, when I saw the word common, I'm like, this is fucking it because it can, it can mean so many different things from a branding standpoint. It could be fitness. It could be lifestyle. It could be coffee. It could be an automotive place. I don't know. Right. Like it's just, it, it, I, I didn't want to tie it to just fitness. Right. And in the past I've always been like, you know, sweat, fitness and performance, or like it always had a training in there. And it's like, I don't want it training related because then it pigeonholes me into just being fitness. Yeah, And so like, I'm like, man, like in 10 years from now, what's going to happen with the digital space? Is it going to be totally different? I want to, I want to make sure that I have longevity in the game. Yeah, yeah. So what, what does like, what is your, your brand vision with, with common? Um, so like what I want out of this is I want to create a global community or global hub where you go for fitness, but then also lifestyle. And that's all it could be as cool as like the fresh sneakers that I wear to, um, you know, meshing pop culture and, uh, and fitness or meshing just like the dopeness of what I think is really cool. Like nineties, hip hop, nineties vibe, um, graffiti, very like Miami LA vibe, meshing that with my love and passion for the science of fitness. Because like if I'm going to enter a facility to work out, if I'm going to even just open up a program, it's got to be a certain vibe. I don't do well with clipboards and clinic setting and white walls. I get fucking bored and unmotivated. Whereas when I see um, like a program delivered on a really cool interface, the way the instructions are laid out are very like easy to understand. It's not too scientific and it's got a, a really cool tone to it with the vocabulary that you use. I'm like, ah, this is cool. Like, I want to be part of it. And right now I'm trying to experiment with like, I've, I've been able to build a community locally in a gym. Can I now build a community globally with an even better vibe? Yeah. Um, so, so I guess in a nutshell, it's like, I want to create a service that also meshes the coolness of life in there. And one day I hope that I have a strong team with me because right now I'm just, it's just myself, but I, but like in the, I always see myself having like a really cool team that do a bunch of stuff for me. So maybe like a nutrition coach, maybe another strength coach or two, maybe a media yeah. team. And now I have a website where people don't just go there to see what my services are, but they go there because I have a really good blog. I have a really good, maybe pod, I have the podcast, right? Like, like it's a hub for everything fitness and lifestyle. Almost yeah. like, uh, almost like if you're familiar with like on it from, from Texas and all, like on it is a really cool vibe. Right. And I've been there many times and I, I'm like, well, I want to be the on, I want to be at that level. And I know that's a big, that's a big task, man. It's a big, I mean, like, and even I'm like, oh, fuck, that's like a, 
that's like a butt puckering thing. It's like, oh, that's kind of scary. But like, why not? Like, why can't I? That's how I think yeah. now, right? So that that's kind of. Yeah. I'm not sure if that made sense, but like, that's yeah, that's yeah. That, that's that's where I'm trying to like head. No, for sure, and I I think that. I mean, I haven't been in the game that long with my own business. It's just been almost a year. But I mean, if you're if your branding or if your business doesn't change at all, I don't think you're growing that much as a business owner or that much as actually a coach. So I think the rebrand for you actually shows a lot of professional and personal growth and change, which isn't a bad thing because like obviously you just kind of outgrew sweat. Yeah, it, but it's all it was. But sweat got you where you are. So. Well, exactly right. Like this common would not exist had I not started at the university as a 19 year old kid making all the mistakes. So like this just led me to this brand. So like, I kind of like this just kind of fell out of the sky based off of all of my experience. And so like, I even said this in shallows podcast, I'm like, the brand was common started 15 years ago by repeatedly doing the same thing over and over and over with my members. Like at the end of the day, doesn't matter if it's common or sweat, I always wanted to create that vibe for my members to make them feel like fucking really cool people, whether it was, yeah. was which is whether it was in a consult, whether it was in the training floor, and just making them feel really good. Because I know that when I feel really good, I can do some cool stuff. So it's like I I wanted that always, and so through my messaging and through like the trials and errors that I've done through the last fifteen years, it finally came out to being common. Yeah, and you want people to have fun obviously when they come and train in your facility but they also you also want them to like enjoy that like that vibe that you kind of give off which i mean like when i look at your page i know like i know the vibe that you're going for Mm -hmm. it's like it's very like artistic there's a lot of color right Mm -hmm. and you said like it's like that um that hip-hop vibe like that's that's definitely kind of what i see and it's also like a little bit hipster because you got you know all of your like all your deco work and you got all your colors and it's it's cool man it's uh it's it's something that like I don't know if it, if it's going to work or not, but I'm like, I love it. So why not just do more of it? And like, yeah. I'm really good at the training thing. I think like I, I have my experience. So it's like, let's see if I can push this to something bigger. Right. Like I, I don't just see myself as a trainer anymore. Um, I, I, w- I want to impact more. So like now it's like I've, I've had my, I've had staff in the past, but I was also very inexperienced with managing them. Right. So it's now it's like, yeah, hey, I've had my staff in the past, but now can I build a rock solid team that can help me impact more people? Yeah. So it's kind of cool that like I'm, I'm in that transition now. And it's also a matter of having a team that actually like fuck with what you do and support what you do. Right. And actually like want your, want your business and want your dream to grow and kind of like manifest with you. Right. Like obviously I don't know. I don't really overly believe in manifestation so much. I think it's a matter of just like actually just like applicable action, but like yeah. obviously staying hungry for that goal and like having some people work with you to actually like help you yeah. make it happen is important. And like, and, and hiring a staff in the training space is tough, man, because every trainer comes in with some type of ego. They think they can do it better and they might start out really yeah. good. And, and this is where like, you need to be a really good leader in order for them to always believe in your dream. So like I made a ton of mistakes when I had staff. So I'm not saying that, that it was all their fault, but like it can quickly go down to the point where it's like, they start changing maybe a rep or two or a different set, or they start changing one exercise from the program that you had laid out. And then like they're doing their own shit with the, with the members. And then the members are saying, well, you know, so-and-so said this, you know, meanwhile, we should all have the same training scope of practice or, or the same cues that we use, right? So it's like, it was very tough to, to manage that. Um, so it's like, to get really good people on your team to believe in what you believe, yeah. you have to foster yeah. that. You have to foster that. Otherwise, it's tough. And they also kind of have to be like super fans. Mm. You kind of almost want to have like your super fans working with you because mm-hmm. then you, you almost guarantee that if they're, if they're your fans, they're going to be doing what you want for that growth and like then you're not going to have any kind of like misinformation and like Mm -hmm. communication issues when it comes to you know those cues or those reps or just the programming itself right yeah right and and it's tough man because every trainer thinks that they can do it better and that's probably the ego part of us and and every if you talk to every trainer they're like hey what's your goal with your career i want my own gym and i still hear that today and like i still hear that now after two years of being shut down i'm like don't do it with with the online space that we have now 
Like yeah. you can, like, I, and I'm a big advocate for getting your feet wet in an actual commercial gym, training real people hands on. I'm an advocate for that, yeah. but you don't yeah. need your own gym for that. Um, and like, it's not, it's not 2012 anymore when I opened up, but like it's a dip. Like when I opened up my spot, it was me and another studio. It was just us two in our city. Three years later, there was like three CrossFit gyms, three boot camps, you know, another couple studios. And it got saturated so quickly. And now it's like fucking forget about it. It's it's, it's so saturated. Yeah. And then it, at that point, it's oh, as much as obviously you're trying to do your best to grow. It's like it's hard to compete sometimes, especially if you're new, right? Especially if you're not like you don't have a, like your name developed that much yet. But I think what you're doing is cool, man. Like I obviously I know when I when I'm on social media and like I can just know that you post by the senior post. I think that's that's a cool thing. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, it's it's fun, man. Like for me, like if, if I don't have that cool vibe, I, I don't know. I mean, I get bored quick, and it's social media. Like it's got to be entertaining. It's got to be cool because how else are you gonna get people attracted, right? Like now, yeah, uh, I'm a big believer in judging a book by its cover because I see it first. But like, if I'm reading like three pages in and it's shit, I'm throwing it out. So like, yeah, if you're going to have a really great brand, you better fucking have some really good services and quality to back it up. Otherwise, people are going to bounce. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. There was, um, I was doing the Elite Vitality course. Oh, cool. Um, and they were talking about like, if you died and if somebody had to take over your business, you should be able to, like that person should be able to run your business just based off of looking at your social media. And that's actually how I've been trying to like do a lot of my content as of lately is like, I've been trying to do it to the point where if somebody went onto my page, looked at my, looked at my pictures, looked at my, like my reels and stuff, they would kind of know like what I'm going for. Mm. But then that there's no miscommunication when it comes to somebody looking at your page. Like they should be able to just know what you're about. They shouldn't have to like contact you and be like, Oh, like, what are you trying to accomplish with your business? Right. Yeah. And, And it's hard in fitness, man, because like, Everybody now has access to dumbbells, kettlebells, barbells, battle ropes, tires, all that fucking shit. Like, and, and like, nobody knows. So, like, it's hard to distinguish if you're like a gen pop who's never really been into fitness and you're trying to get someone to, to either train you or, or join a gym. It all looks the same. For you and me, for you and me, yeah, we know internal rotation and, you know, front foot elevated split squat. Like, we know the science of it all, right? But to somebody else, all they see is dumbbells and barbells. And so when somebody asks you, like, what, what makes you different? I hate that question because it's like <laughs> my experience, my knowledge, like my, my last 16 years of training. But then yeah. when somebody walks in here and, and like – so like my gym here locally is like totally different than what Windsor is used to. Like Windsor is used to like either the Mavadi, the Good Life, um, or like the boot camp CrossFit gym. Yeah. So when somebody walks into here, they first think there's no equipment in here because all I see is barbells, dumbbells, squat racks, and like a few bikes and benches, right? So like it, you, you need a specific vibe of a specific person that understands this vibe. And it's very difficult in the, in this city, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm determined to get it to like being another top location here. Yeah, it's uh... – it can be it can be hard initially trying to compete with the commercial gyms, I think. But a lot of that is just all referral based, right? Like if somebody's going to a commercial gym, but yeah, a lot of it is like just comfort of that person too. But it's uh, I think you'll you'll attract a certain demographic and a certain clientele though, which is good. Like you'll attract a certain amount of people that want to work with you. Yeah, and if you're attracting the right people, you're actually not going to have to be pitching that hard. I think it, like if you're exactly you know and and you, go ahead. I was just going to say like you should just be showing what you're worth and they should actually be reaching out to you and being like, I want to work with you. Yeah. Or, or at least understand through your social media that, Hey, okay, next step is I have to click here and then, Oh, it's all laid out there and I can, I can sign up here. And like, you know, yeah. w- one thing that I've really learned now being in the, being 35 is that like before as a trainer, I was very insecure in the sense of like, I wanted everybody and everything to come to my gym because I needed memberships because I needed to pay, you know, my staff and my expenses. Right. So like you almost trade your integrity just to get as many people in the door so you can pay your bills and shit. And, and at that point you're servicing everybody and you're not really standing for anything. Whereas right now it's like pick your poison and fucking go as deep as you can with it. 
because especially with the online space, like you can really make a yeah. niche for yourself and stay there because people think, well, if I, if I pigeonhole myself, then like, I'm going to lose out on everybody. No, 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 no. There's enough people for your niche for sure in the, in the world. If you, if you yeah. give it time to, to, to nurture and like, and, you, and to cultivate it. So I guess this is again, kind of just like, I was going to go to this anyways, but would you recommend hiring somebody? Obviously you hired somebody to help with your branding. Um, would you say that that's necessary? And also, would you say that it's necessary to help hire somebody to help you with your social media content? Because I know that for a lot of people, they struggle with what to post and how often to post. Um, would you recommend either one of those? I, I think it's going to be an individual basis. Uh, so like, I, I'll speak generally here, what I think. So um, I think initially as a... Uh, as a new coach, if you're like, you know, maybe five years or less in the game, I think you just need to develop your basic skills, talk to people, learn how to read a room, how to read a crowd, how to read a person, how to deliver and communicate your message, um, you know, to define your message, define what you stand for, your values, just like things that are easily Googable. Um, is Googable a word? Yeah, Googable. It is now. <laughs> it is now. So like, yeah. like you could probably Google, um, like, um, uh, how to, um, uh, how to find my mission statement or how to, you know, like you can probably find some PDFs on like to guide you in that stuff. And that's all you really need. Yeah. I think, right. I, I think as you start to zero in on, on what it is that you want, then you can start to hire like an agency. It's fucking expensive, dude. Like it's not, it's not a hundred bucks. It's like in the thousands of dollars, right. Especially if you want like a full blown, whatever, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't think you need it, but for what I wanted to create, because I'm no longer creating Mike Patella, the trainer business, I'm creating common, the brand. Yeah. Right. And so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted, yeah. I wanted it to be like, Hey, whether it's obviously I'm the face of it now, but who knows, man, like if this gets big and I hire a CEO and I hire Bryce MacArthur to be my CEO of common, like you're going to need to know, Hey, this brand stands for this. And like we have our, our, our brand guide book. So like, again, like, like you said, right, like I can take my brand guide, give it to a marketing team and just based off of what's on there, they know exactly how to run the business or how to run the marketing content for it. So they've helped yeah. me sort of define everything so that I can take it and then give it to somebody to, to, to continue creating it. Right. Luckily, obviously I have the the creative control to direct it where I want it to go. Um, yeah, sure. But I think in the beginning, you just need to know like what you stand for in terms of like your values, what you want to do to help your, your, like your people, like how, like, how do you want to help them? Um, and, and I think it helps if, if you yourself live by those rules or that message, right? Like with training, it's a very, it should be an extension of you. Like you're not creating automotive parts. So it doesn't matter if the CEO of an automotive company that sells parts for GM stands for whatever. It's like, they're just selling parts for us. We're selling it an experience. We're selling uh, a vibe. We're selling something that isn't tangible. So if you don't resonate with your own message and your own brand and you don't live by it, well, it's going to be very difficult to sell yourself to somebody that is looking to transform their life. So it should be an extension of you. It's it's bonus points if it's if it's an extension of you because it just makes it easier for you to communicate it, right? And that whole like elevator pitch thing, and I'm sure you've heard the elevator pitch. You know, you should always have whatever, dude. I I had a business for ten years through sweat, and I never I I didn't know how to talk about sweat. I, I had no idea. Now with common, it's like boom, I got it. And it's not forced. Yeah. It's not like it's not like yeah. we here at common. Like it's not scripted. It's just I can talk <laughs> about it as if it's you know. Yeah, my life yeah. you know so like yeah you, but but you need years you need repetition and, and the way i equate this is same thing with like, like with like how to do your content or like you know like even with the podcast for example like if you look at any professional person whether it's an athlete whether it's a comedian whoever let's take comedy for for an example because I, I love i love comedy like stand-up comedy if you look at joe rogan for example you see him on a netflix special and he's like just killing it he's funny he's well rehearsed he's just he looks natural doing it you think oh man he's just gifted and he is but you don't see all the hours that he put in at smaller comedy clubs to try out his material and certainly his material didn't land sometimes or maybe it was too much or like he had to tweak it he refined it yeah. over all of his years whereas now it's like he's fucking good same thing with yeah. us man like 
like I, if I look back to like five years ago, even like two years ago with like my marketing stuff, I cringe now. I'm like, oh, like, that's kind of like cheesy. Why did I do that? Well, because I was in my process. I was refining my process. And so one thing I tell a lot of young coaches is, man, like just start, just post, just do something. Because yeah. if you post something yeah. stupid, no one's going to care an hour from now. But it, but it allows you to say, okay, like that was good, but this wasn't good. Next time I'm going to post this. And then you refine it more and more and more. And then you're like, oh, I have something. Yeah, it's momentum. Yeah, it's momentum. So like to answer your yeah. question, I don't think you need in the beginning. You just need to start with something. And then if you have some traction, then or if you have like this really big idea that you just can't get out of your head, maybe it's time to hire an agency. But you have to be prepared to invest in it. And if you're going to invest that much money, you better be balls in, like all in. Otherwise, you're just wasting yeah. money. Yeah, you can't be half in. Like if you're wanting to like pay somebody, you have to know what it is that you want. Yeah. And exactly what you want from it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes sense. So if you're like a sole proprietor, if you're just doing your own thing, you probably wouldn't recommend doing it. But if you're wanting to like scale up and go more of like the corporation side of it, yeah. open a gym, right? And wanting to have employees, then probably hire somebody to help your brand. Yeah. Cause like, like I'm sure we could think of a lot of, um, uh, like individual coaches that have their own brands. Like if you look at like Killian, Killian isn't like Killian doesn't have a logo, but you know what his brand is, you know what he's what he stands for, right? You just like like yeah. right? and, and you kind of smirked when I said Killian because you already have that his right like K K K two man of right. So like K two <laughs> stands for something, and like he didn't use an agency. He's just he speaks the way he speaks. And the one thing that I see a lot of coaches do is you and, and and I did this too, right? There's two things that people do. It's like they either speak to their mentors, the people that they look up to, because they want to impress them instead of their audience. And they'll also try to emulate people they aspire to be. And it becomes very like, it's not organic anymore. It's like, you can see through that. You can see that, hey, he's trying to be like so-and-so. He's trying, and it, dude, and I did that many times with my brand in, in the past, right? So I'm not saying that I'm, I'm, I'm perfect. So like, I've also learned that it's like, Hey, find what your message is and what you stand for. And what I mean by that is, um, like, like who do you want to work with, or, or like, like why do you want to work with people? Like, what is it that makes you excited to work with people? Is it because you want to get their deadlift up, or is it because you want to make them feel empowered? Figure it out. Um, yeah. And then figure out who do you want to work with. Who's your target audience? Because when you know your audience and what your message is, then all you should be doing for your social media is in every post, your stories, your your videos, whatever. You're always taking those two things and you're somehow putting it into your post. It could be very little. You can sprinkle it in or you can always talk deliberately about it. But like it should always be towards that. Um, and that way your people know exactly how you help them as opposed to yeah. like as opposed to like trying to talk to me. But what happens is when you start talking to your audience, I'm going to notice that. I'm like, fuck, you're doing such good shit, man. Keep it up. Like I'm going to notice that. And so but we we tend to think that we need to impress are people that we aspire to be by giving them content that they want to see. But in fact, yeah, it's like yeah. you got to be the opposite. Yeah. And I think that's something that I struggled with before. Like I'll be completely honest with that. And I think it's something that I still struggle with now is like, you're trying to think about your language because context and language matters, yeah. especially like with who you're talking to. And like you, you should talk way differently to your clients that are like, let's say they're trainers versus your clients that have no training experience. Yeah. Right. Like you're not like, you need to make sure that what you're actually trying to say to them actually makes sense. And that's actually like tangible. And like, then I think Eric made a good post about yeah. it, right? Like um, he put like context matters and like it does. Right. And like, that's something that I've been trying to work on. Cause I think what you mentioned before makes sense. You're trying to impress your peers. You're trying to impress your people that you look up to, right? Like you have like maybe shallows following you and you're like, Hey, I want to try to impress shallow or yeah. like, even for you guys, I'm just like, Oh, I want to impress you guys. But it's just like, they're not going to probably be your possible clientele. It's more people that are like, they see something that you post. They come to your page. They're like, wow, okay, this guy posted this video. I really like that. They come to your page. Oh, wow, he does mm -hmm. these videos on this stuff. Like even for you, for example, mm -hmm. oh, he has Rebel Series, mm -hmm. right? But if you're like, oh, the humorous, you know, yeah. at 80 degrees of abduction, blah, 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 blah. They'd be like, what? Okay. Well, <laughs> and, well, and it's funny, right? Because as a trainer myself, like, uh, like, like uh, I follow Coach Kassam. Sam, whatever you yeah. name, right? and yeah. like, dude, the guy's yeah. fucking brilliant. He's smart, right? But it's like, I don't give a fuck about a hundred twenty degree abduction of like for the <laughs> lot. It's like I don't give a fuck right now, right? Because it's like, yeah, I know it, but like, 
I, I don't yeah. fuck with that. It doesn't mean that I don't appreciate it, but I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm probably not going to do his courses because I just, whatever, right? Super smart. And I love yeah. his content, but everyone's yeah. going to, is going to vibe with a certain, a certain thing, right? Like it's still, yeah, it's the minutia of it all. It's like, for us, it's like, it's important because it's like, for like, I can have that banter with Eric, like, cause he's my coach. Mm-hmm. So him and I can have that banter. Right. And for us, it makes sense. But for a client that has no training experience for a client that just wants to sweat, just wants to move, you're not going to be like, Oh, you know, make sure that when you're in, you know, your shoulder flexion, blah, 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 that you're actually getting, mm-hmm. you know, initial retraction in the, pre- yeah, it's like, yeah. I know it's, it's, yeah. it's funny. And like, listen, man, like I've, I've gone through that. I, I think every trainer probably has a little insecurity about our, about what we do because dude, we're just fucking gym teachers at the end of the day. We're just people, we're just getting people sweaty, but I think we have yeah. an insecurity that, and, and it could be maybe because we charge a certain amount and we're maybe insecure about that. We, we try to pump ourselves up to be more than what we really are. And so yeah. every trainer, including myself, loves the idea of teaching other trainers because it kind of puts you at this different level. And so sometimes, and I do I catch myself too. It's like, I don't need to talk to fucking Bryce. Like Bryce knows his shit. I don't, he doesn't need to learn from me. Right. Like, so it's like, I try to really dive it deep for like my, my, my target audience. Right. And, and that's why I like, I put the vibe out there with like the cool graphics and stuff. Cause it's like, nobody cares about the humorous abducting at whatever degrees, but unless you're a trainer, the, with with your with your stuff, it makes sense, right? If you if somebody looks at it and they have next to no training experience, maybe they say it's their first week on Rebel Series, they're brand new to the gym, they're like, oh, pull your bar into your back when you squat. Yeah, cool. Man. That makes sense, right? And that's something that like I'll be completely honest and open about that. Like that's something that I've struggled with too, and like. I've been trying to direct my content a little bit more that way because I like to be elaborate, but like when is elaborate too much, mm-hmm. right? And then you think you got to try to find that balance and find that line with it all. Right? Yeah, and I think you can still educate with science um, yeah. without having to be so um, neurotic about it, you know, like – Word vomiting. Yeah, because, <laughs> because, I, because I still feel like gen pop, like the one thing I don't like about a lot of like um, – I've, I've, I've worked with a lot of like business coaches that were, some were great. Some were just terrible. Some were cheesy salesmen, scripted salesmen. And the common denominator was like, oh, gen pop. Like they don't care about the stuff. They just want to get sweaty and and look good. Yeah. Okay. They want to look good, but why can't the gen pop also want to learn about the science part of stuff? So like, I still feel like you can have a really cool brand like that, that has a yeah. podcast that has some um, um, some vlogging where it's like you're you're yeah. touching on complex topics, but you're speaking their language. You're speaking the tone yeah. of your brand. So like I feel like you can still mesh both. Yeah, I think it takes somebody very educated to be able to actually do that. To be able to take a concept that seems complicated and make it sound super super simple and easy. So like what I've been trying to do with a lot of my clients lately, anyways, is like tell them why we're doing something, not just being like, today we're doing this. I'll tell them like, we're doing this because I think this is an issue for you and I think this will help fix it. Yeah. And then usually they're like, oh, cool. Can they actually, most of them will typically appreciate that because it's not just like, oh, we're just doing this to like get you to sweat and move. It's like, no, we're doing this because I see some benefit in it now or down the road, right? Mm-hmm. Or even as simple as like, you know, like if you have, uh, I don't know, split squats in the program like two times a week, and your client might be like, oh, split squats again? They don't understand the, the intent behind it. So maybe even just something as simple as, hey, like when we're going to be working out for this program, you know, like we're going to work within four to six week blocks where like we're going to have to repeat certain movements so that you get better at them. So if you want to build more muscle, we got to repeat these movements. So like yeah. just, just explaining the shit that we take for granted can go a long way, right? Because we, like, yeah. we know why we're doing split squats a couple times a week. We need to have that volume in there. They don't. Yeah. They don't know that. Yeah. And like – I think where people get lost too is in person. It's it's easy to have that yeah. conversation so that way there's nothing lost, there's no miscommunication. But the online space, I think, is the one that's lagging, right? I think that's where people tend to lose that and they don't have that connection anymore. So I think it's it's really important, like when you send a program off or when you update a block. Like I do it myself. Like I'll send off a big a big paragraph. Yeah. Like it's like short story. Yeah. Nicholas Sparks kind of yeah. like kind of stuff where it's like, Hey, like this is how I want stuff done. And like all, all of this, all of this. And it seems like a little bit overkill, but I'd rather there be like no questions about like why we're doing or what we're doing than having this just be like, yo, here's the block. 
Peace. Have fun. It's like I know, man. But people, some yeah. trainers do that. Like, dude, even in my Rebel series, because uh, I, I attach a video to every exercise. Dude, these videos are like six minutes long about like an, a Z press. I'm like, hey, but make sure if this happens, and I'm like, all the specifics. And they still don't fucking watch. I'm like, guys, fucking watch it. Like, it's there, right? Like, that's it's yeah. funny, right? Like, but yeah, it's like always over deliver because it's better to do that than not, I think. Yeah. So I guess somebody that is, let's say they're brand new into the fitness space and they're wanting to just kind of start with their own branding. Let's say they're, maybe they're leaving a commercial gym or they're having, having plans on it and they want to start doing their own thing. Um, what would be some advice for them to start developing their own brand? Um, uh, listen, I'll, I'll probably say the exact same answer as of what I've been saying all, all, all podcasts is like start to really understand what you drive with. Like what is it that put you – like what made you get into fitness, right? Like – and you told my story, right? Like I said, hey, like I was chubby. I got made fun of. So like I also have a soft – and I think that's why I want people to feel really good when they come in here or if they use my programs because I wish I had somebody when I was in grade six or seven to make me feel really good, right? So like maybe part of yeah. – maybe part of my bullying that I experienced made me who I am today because I'm very empathetic. I I I can – gauge someone's feelings just by how they walk into the room like i'm very observant that way so part of my gift is like i want to make everyone that walks in or use or, or even just wears my gear i want them to feel really good because that's such a special thing so like don't shy away from your story because it could have a big impact we, we, we tend to think that we're 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 not worth it we tend to think that we don't have anything special to offer we're just like that person does or that person does but you never think about yourself so like get to know yourself like like why are you in the space why did you get it like like obviously trainers enjoyed fitness or got into fitness for something right so what is that yeah. get to know you and try to refine that message as much as you can in your social media posts, just talk to yourself, journal it, whatever, like however you, you decipher that. That's I think number yeah. one, because that'll be an extension of, especially if you're doing like a sole proprietor as like, you know, Bryce MacArthur, the, the solo trainer, you're an extension of your brand, right? Uh, K two yeah. is an extension of Killian, right? It's, it's him. So just get, get yeah. your voice and your message out. Number one, and then yeah. that also transitions to like, hey, like, who's your audience? Who do you want to help? Is it moms? Is it dads? Is it 25-year-olds that want to get strong? I don't know, like, just whatever, right? I'm not a big fan yeah. of the whole, like, we help 26 to 49-year-old men. Like, I, I hate I, I hate that, like, specific. But it's like, like, you know the person's vibe. You know the audience that you want to work with to find that you know and you can go as yeah. as as deep as you want with like what they do for a living what they do for fun like so uh when i when i did my my branding here um an exercise was like defining our customer avatar or like who's our who who's the original that we want to target and like we went in depth with like what they do on the weekends are they married or are they not married do they wear nikes do they listen to like 90s hip-hop it's like we went very specific with what they do because now Instead of me speaking to everybody, I'm speaking to that person, and that yeah, and that person I described essentially is me. So I'm talking to myself when I'm posting shit. Essentially, yeah, I think, I think I, well, something similar too with trying to figure out which platform you want to utilize. Right? It's like you don't want to spread yourself too thin and try to utilize every platform. So like, if you find that you're getting traction with like Instagram, for example but you're not gaining traction with like Facebook, if you're not getting traction with like TikTok, it's like, well, you should be putting most of your time probably into Instagram then instead of trying to put like, you know, a spread out amount of your time into everything else. Cause like, yeah. then you're trying to just, you're not giving it the time that it needs and like the effort that it needs and like going all in on well, it. Well, right? not only that, that's a good point, but you also think about it is if your demographic is 55 year old moms, well, you better be spending all your time on Facebook, not, yeah, not exactly. on Instagram. Right. So like, you got, yeah. so like, yeah, just because you're good on or you prefer one um, like one platform doesn't mean you should always be there. You should always pick the one that like is geared towards yeah. the audience, right? So you kind of have to like yeah. mesh both. But yeah, so like like really focus on your message, who you like what you stand for, who you are, what made you love fitness and speak about that and speak it to your audience. So that means that if you're targeting guys like me, 
use words that I use or that I vibe with. If you're if you're talking to a, a mom, you might not want to swear, right? <laughs> or but like, but yeah. then you can get very yeah. nitty gritty. So like, I have moms that I coach who fucking swear like I swear. So like, I they drive with me. So it's like it's not like a specific person or an age. It's the vibe for me. It's the vibe. I don't care if you're ten yeah. years old yeah. or sixty years old. If you just have the vibe, you have the vibe. Yeah, they're end of the day, they're buying into you. Mm-hmm. They're buying into what you're offering. And like, like you mentioned before, especially when you're a sole proprietor, you are the brand. Like for me with the, like all the B3 stuff, like that is my face. That is, that is me right now. So it's like what I say or what I do is reflective of that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, man. So that's, that's, that's kind of like my, my general answer to that. Cool. Okay. Um, so I guess my next one is how should someone's social media page reflect their brand? So we kind of discussed a little bit earlier about like people just kind of people just posting in general just to get momentum. But what would you recommend somebody do? Because obviously you want to be able to utilize your posts to actually bring in clientele. Um, so how would you kind of run that? This up? is you mean like like how like how should you curate your content or like. Uh, yeah more or less yeah, yeah. i mean because like because like when you're posting obviously you want to have something to draw people in yeah. you want something to actually like be educational and so that they, they can take away something but then also at the same time it's like it's like um samples for like your actual services yeah right? so i guess like you can categorize it in a few different ways you can so like the way i i do it is um I, i'm gonna have three types of posts the uh, one type would be like um uh showing off the vibe of the brand so like uh, i just posted a reel with like my studio with like ice cube song it was just like a 30 second reel it was just a vibe thing right so like that's kind of one post you can do it just kind of tells people oh this is like like you just know exactly what it is when you see you're like hey, it's kind of cool thing i, w- I want to check them out the second type of post is um education around your services so, so like i would do like a rebel series post whether it's me doing um, an exercise or two and explaining why I use it or, uh, you know, like it could be, um, you know, whatever, like whether it's remote coaching or Rebel Series, I'll always try to just like talk organically about it and how it can help people. A third post that I do is I want people that that follow me know that I walk the walk and talk the talk to what is it walk the walk and talk the talk or whatever it is or walk the walk not just talk the talk so <laughs> yeah. like i'll post yeah. videos of me lifting and working out so that people are like oh like he also lives by his his mission statement right so i kind of go through those three things cool so like okay. like your brand vibe what it is that like so like if you're into coffee hey coffee or i don't know like just like curate something about coffee that that you're passionate about or whatever right like for me it's like sneakers fashion and like art so like i'll always put that as like a vibe uh on my social media you know uh yeah. i'm trying to really push my rebel series so like i'll always do some educational content on rebel series sometimes i mesh them both together so like uh i'll lift because i'm doing the rebel series myself so like i'll post that but then also talk about rebel series and now it's kind of like both together so like you can kind of mix and match yeah. and again like w- yeah. what i'm saying here is not because i went to school or i know branding i'm just this is just me speaking out of experience but also out of just like intuition and stuff like that yeah you okay, know okay well, I mean, that makes sense and like most people i talk to i try to tell them like posting is great but you also as a coach and like as somebody that was like we'll say quote unquote is an educator right because yep. we just want to teach people to get jacked um and move better but you want to have something that they can walk away with. Mm. So like if they're coming to your page, it's like they should be able to watch a quick little like 30 second clip and be like, cool, that's something that I can take away from this. And like, that's almost like an experience, right? Cause like with online, there is no actual like experience of them coming to a location. It's like, they're coming to your page and your page is kind of like your location. Yeah. So they need to, they need to come to your page and be like, Oh, this is dope. Like this guy just like, he's given out content like this. And I wonder what it would be like if I hired him. Yeah, because it has to be something. It can't just be like, "Oh, t- here's today's set of squats." It's like it's like that's awesome, but it's like, well, you could talk about, oh, um, I don't know, like let's say for example, instead of just posting your squats, just be like, "Lately, I've been dealing with a little bit of a hip shift," 
this is what I've been doing in my prep movements before I've been squatting. Dude. Give it a try or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's actually – so, like, that's – so, you just spark something. Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, that's – one thing that because I'm not I'm also not a big fan of just posting your squats and all your bench presses. Yeah, it's cool if you're like trying to compete or whatever, but like yeah, that that's such a such a good point because we take a lot of things for granted. AMRAP sets, what what, what that means, or like you know like uh, volume, or just things that we we take for granted that you in a thirty second clip you can just explain it in layman's term. What's an RPE? Like. We know what it is, but most people don't know what an RPE stands for or what it means. So, like, just that little stuff posting can make a big impact, yeah. right? Because, yeah, if you just post yeah. your squats all the time, unless your powerlifter buddies want to see that, like, nobody really cares. So, like, you kind of have to intermingle that stuff too. Yeah, that, that, that's such a good point, man. Really good. Yeah. And you're like, it's more or less just trying to bridge that gap again, yeah. right? Like, you're, but it's also like trying to enhance their experience and have somebody actually leave with something versus just going to your page and be like, this guy is jacked. It's like that's cool, but at the same time, it's like they want to be able to know that they can trust you. That, that you actually so like being have an idea yeah, like about. being jacked might get you followers, but it might not get you paying customers. Yes. So you have to provide some value with that. And like likes and likes and views are cool, but like you mentioned before, it's not clients. No, because like they might just they might just see what you're doing and they'll be like, this guy. This guy's strong. That's cool. But you have to actually, and that's how I've changed my content too. Cause like I actually, I looked back at like a lot of my old content and a lot of it was just lifting stuff. But that's what, cause I was so new, right. That I was just like, oh, this is what everybody else is doing. Mm. But then I realized now that you want to stand out. Like you want somebody to come to your page and be like, this is what he's going for. This is like, this is Bryce or this is B3, whatever. Right. Versus just having like, okay, this is just another not generic trainer but like you don't uh, want to yeah. kind of blend in and, and, blend in dude, and that's such a great point man like it's everybody's well like so like so and so's got like fifteen thousand followers and they're posting all their lifts maybe i gotta do that too and like everybody does what everybody does and so like stand out yeah. by and, and dude when you can really start to speak about your message and you know what you vibe with and know you, you know what you fuck with and you know your audience well now you can be as creative as you'd like now yeah. The thing with like creating content is that because it's a very visually appealing platform, you're going to have to have some sense of creative like work or, or, or some type of creative means to do it. So like, you know, you, you mentioned like, should you hire somebody to do your social media? I mean, like uh, uh, an easy thing would be like, hey, go, go to your local college or university and see if there's any interns in their like communication and like marketing department. Maybe they do like interns. Maybe they want to work for you for like a semester for free because they need hours. True. So just things like that are good. Um, You know, especially if you don't have the creative outlet, I guess, or, or the, or even the the want to do, because a lot of people don't like it. Right. Um, You know, like you, I mean, I think Canva is easier to use from what I hear. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But that's the hard part. That's, uh I'd say one too is like be willing to exchange services. And that's something that I've been trying to do recently is like, I have a buddy that has a photography background. So I've been programming for him and he's been helping me with my like videos and my pictures and stuff. Oh, yeah. So like, you, so like that's a, that's a great way to get somebody to help you with something without having to like, you're not paying them directly or just giving them your time. Yeah, dude, that's, that's brilliant. Right. And, and like, if you don't, if you don't want to put graphics and shit up on your photos, just a very high quality photo from a professional photographer goes a long way. Yeah. So like, I also do that what you do. So like, I um, I, I train a guy, a photographer, and he we just exchange services because photography is expensive, and so is training. So we're just like, hey, like let's just work together, yeah. right? So that's that's key, man. Yeah. That's key, especially now with social media. Like, the, the, like you, this isn't 2009 where you can put like a blurry photo. People expect high quality images and videos, right? Like it's... <laughs> yeah. People don't want a Nokia quality picture. <laughs> no, right? Like, I, and like looking back, I, so I'll get a lot of like memories popping up on my Facebook lately from like nine years ago. I'm like, oh, I'm like, this video is so grainy and like old school. Like, yeah. But back then you're yeah. like, wow, so good. Yeah, you know, yeah, like we'll on a different note time we'll have to go like just go through my page at, at some point in time just like go back memory lane a little bit cuz there is some stuff where I look back at it now I'm like this is so cringy and it's not it's not me at all. But like at the time it's like I felt like I was obligated to post something. 
So it was like, this is what I'm posting. Mm-hmm. But now that I can look back at it now, I'm like, that is not what I would do now. But like, again, that just shows how you've, how, how I've grown as a coach, even just within this last year. Yeah, man. Like, dude, if you scroll down my common page on Instagram, like if you go deep, you're like, oh, I, I still have it on there. I'm like, I don't give a fuck, you know, but no, but it, it shows your growth as a company yeah. and is your growth as a person too. And I think that's a good thing because if people see how you change and they see the theme change, like that's that's good if it's just the same all the way through it's like yeah 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 i guess too uh, we'll, we'll finish this one up though but um i know we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier but is there any advice that you would give to your former self before maybe like let's say really young mike like at uh, at 19 or 21 um just getting into just working in the gym space um no man i wish i could go back and relive it exactly the way it was all the shit parts, all the fun parts, everything. Because I know this is gonna sound cliche, but like, man, like I, I'm cool. I'm, I'm at 35. I'm really cool right now, and I'm very secure and confident with who I am. That, yeah, maybe all that led me here. Because if I, like, who knows if I change one thing, would I be what I'm doing right now? Like, would common exist? <laughs> I'd probably be richer, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. So like, I, I don't, I don't think I would, man. Like. Lately, man, I've been very nostalgic, and I just want to go relive it all. I want to go relive from, like, first year university to when I opened up Sweat the very first time. I want to relive those those years um, just because I took it for granted, man. Like, it was cool. It was fun. Like, it was almost like no stress back then. You thought you had stress, but you didn't. Like, now it's like, fuck. Now it's like a whole different stress. Um, so I, I probably wouldn't give any advice to my former self because I, I was doing my best that I could then at that age with what I had. Yeah. So like, I know it sounds kind of yeah. cliche saying that like what work harder. Don't party as much. No, man, I, I should have partied. If anything partied harder. <laughs> okay. I got it out of my system. Fair enough, man. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, yeah. My, my advice would have been party harder. <laughs> party harder, live more. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, again, thank you so much, man, for coming on. I like, I've been wanting to have you on for a long time, so I figured this would be a great topic to have you on for. And I hope a lot of the listeners got a lot from this topic because I know that brand can be a really finicky thing. It's it's yeah. and it's it's hard. Yeah, man, it's hard to get into. No, man, I appreciate you having me on. This was a blast. I'll, I'm always down to do more. And um, like the the branding, like, like you said, like it can be very overwhelming because you have to decipher between are you doing a personal brand or are you doing a like brand brand that's like corporate level. And if it's personal brand, yeah. you don't have to be that crazy about it. You can just talk about like it's it's you. So the more you get to know yourself, the more you're self-aware, your personal brand gets better because now you're so confident and secure of who you are yeah. that whatever you post, you're like, fuck, I'm the coolest guy, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But if you yeah. try to emulate, if you're insecure, work on yourself, man. Oh, man, go within. I'm going to leave you with that. Yeah. Always go inward. Yeah, and I think don't be afraid to express who you are, right? That's yeah. a big thing. It's like yeah. people obviously are typically too intimidated and too afraid to like just be open with who they are on social media. But I think that like a little bit of vulnerability is not a mm-hmm. bad thing. And like being being okay with this, like letting it all kind of out there kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, man. Not all of it. No, obviously. yeah. <laughs> just start cry, bawling your eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> to a point, yeah. We don't we don't need any of that yeah, stuff. But yeah, yeah. You, guys, you guys know what I mean, yeah. but... Um, but I'll let you again plug plug all your stuff. So your personal, if you want, um, your business page, your podcast, your website. Yeah, website. yeah. Uh, so if you want to follow me on my personals page, which you're going to probably see a bunch of pizza on there, uh, it's it's yep. underscore Michael underscore Franco. Um, but if you want to actually like learn about fitness and shit, you can check me out. Uh, common underscore original. Uh, common is spelled C O M M X N underscore original. Uh, both on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, website is common.com uh, and then we also uh, have a podcast called rebel radio uh, you can find us on spotify or like the link in my bio on instagram is where you'll find it uh yeah and that's it man thanks what man. i got no thank you man i appreciate you of course thanks for coming on yeah man anytime